This is Illinois in Focus, a production of America's Talking Network. I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll review the week's top stories about a lawsuit over the required gas pump sticker, concerns over energy reliability, schools and local control, a new gun law, and more. We'll also get commentary from the Center Square publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about gas prices, property taxes, crime, elections, and more. That's ahead with Illinois in Focus, a production of America's Talking Network. Listen to all our podcasts podcasts at americastalking.com. I'm Greg Bishop. If you're tired of the divisive rhetoric in our country today, America's Talking Network is for you. America's Talking Network is a new podcast hub where you can find civil conversations. I want to be a really great American citizen, and I think good American citizens should devote some time to knowing what's happening around them. Where you can find out what's happening in our country. Trucker protests in Canada might be coming to the U.S. Yeah, that's right. The Department of Homeland Security, they sent out a basically a memo to law enforcement warning them about this trucker protest. And what's happening right here in our backyard of Illinois. I was just reading a story about carjackings in Illinois and that we're already kind of on pace to beat the numbers from 2020 and 2021, where we you know, went out of our way to set new records. The only agenda that America's Talking Network has is to get America talking again. Go to americastalking.com to check out all of our podcasts. Once again, that's americastalking.com. This is Illinois in Focus, the production of America's Talking Network. I'm Greg Bishop. Here's some of the top stories from the past week. The Illinois Fuel and Retail Association wants a Sangamon County judge to find the fuel pump sticker requirement announcing the delay of a gas tax increase deemed a constitutional violation. The estimated two-cent-a-gallon tax increase is being delayed to January 1st. Part of the revenue package of the state budget that begins July 1st is for the stickers to be on every pump. If not, retailers face a $500 daily fine. IFRA President and CEO Josh Sharp said this is compelled political speech. We just felt like we couldn't you know, leave our members in that position, and unfortunately, we had to do exactly uh, what we said we would do when this legislation was filed, which was litigate this matter in the courts. They're looking for a temporary restraining order as the law starts soon. At the end of the day, we hope to get the law permanently struck down. But in the meantime, we're looking for hopefully a temporary temporary restraining order against the state from enforcing this law when it goes into effect on July 1. Part of the lawsuit includes debate transcripts from state lawmakers. The intentions were clear. They didn't try to hide it, that, that this was about um, letting voters know that the state of Illinois tried to, I think, I believe one legislator tried to do something good. Well, That's not a valid reason for compelling someone to speak. There's no valid compelling reason for the state of Illinois to be charging anyone $500 per day uh, because they're not going to put a sticker on it. Both the Illinois Department of Revenue and the Sangamon County State's Attorney, who represents all state's attorneys, said they cannot comment on pending litigation. Illinois gas prices have topped $5 per gallon in some areas of the state. One expert says the prices could get even higher before falling. Andrew Hensel has more. Illinois fuel prices are at their highest mark ever, with gas prices averaging $4.91 per gallon throughout the state. The average price at this time last year was $3.24. Molly Hart of AAA said the fuel prices could continue to be an issue throughout the summer. We do anticipate that the gas prices will continue to fluctuate throughout the summer and probably throughout the rest of the year. And we're not quite sure when the prices might retreat. Hart also gave some insight into what is driving up the costs. The increase of gas prices is primarily 
primarily due to the high cost of crude oil. And the cost of that oil accounts for more than half of the pump price that we pay. On top of the state's high fuel prices, Illinois has the third highest gas tax in the nation, behind only Pennsylvania and California. I'm Andrew Hensel. A leading advocate for Illinois manufacturing is worried about price hikes and energy shortages this summer and into the future. Scott Bertram has more. Mark Densler, president of the Illinois Manufacturers Association, says families could be paying an extra $50 every month and businesses will be hit even harder. When you consider what a manufacturer, a retailer, a restaurant will pay, will be significantly higher. In the case of some manufacturers, they will pay millions and millions of dollars in higher energy costs. Densler says the energy available downstate is shrinking due to last year's Climate and Equitable Jobs Act, which pledged to eliminate Illinois fossil fuel power plants by 2045. Coal-fired energy, it's natural gas-fired energy. Those are power sources that operate 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. As you know, with renewables, the wind doesn't blow every day and the sun doesn't shine every day. Densler says predicted rolling blackouts this summer will be a big problem for manufacturers who simply can't stop a production line for hours at a time. I'm Scott Bertram. Governor J.B. Pritzker in Peoria last week said he doesn't expect energy shortages, adding that power can be bought from other states. Nobody should think uh, that that the, what we passed in CJA is reducing the amount of energy that we're able to provide across the state of Illinois. But Pritzker acknowledged parts of the states where nuclear power received subsidies will see lower utility bills, and he's looking at ways to lower bills for areas downstate, expecting higher costs this summer. State Representative Larry Walsh said earlier this month that lawmakers intend to continue House hearings on the state's clean energy law. This just, we can't do a light switch. So we need to find sensible solutions to get us to where we want to go and that's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of heartache i think but i think we can get there if we work together since 2018 there are more than 114,000 fewer students enrolled in public schools across illinois and some say it's because of the lack of local control and burdensome regulations the latest schools report card updated in april also provides assessment data from the last fall the state saw declines in achievement across the curriculum. Nick Henkel, superintendent at Shanahan Schools, told Isby at this week's monthly meeting the top-down edicts during the pandemic made it clear they need local control. Last year, we felt confused, frustrated, and we felt that local control was taken away from us. Um, the same thing happened two years ago, and it was frustrating. We found a way to open our doors to kids, but we had so many colleagues who couldn't do that. And that shut the classroom door, a warm classroom with a loving teacher. Chris Jansen, superintendent of Spoon River Valley Schools, told the Illinois State Board of Education that they need local control. Since the last day of school last year, we have lost approximately 15% of our students, and half of those were to homeschool situations. I can't imagine we're not the only ones in this state that are, that are this situation. Since 2018, there's been a decline in student enrollment statewide by 114,000. Nearly half that decline, or 70,000 students, was from 2020 to 2021. ISB board member Roger Eddy said the trends are troubling and must be acknowledged. We should pay attention to that data. It is happening. We don't want that. And I don't think the folks that introduced legislation want that. I think they're well-intentioned. But you pile all this stuff up, and it becomes almost overwhelming. Uh, to families. 
Republicans at the Illinois State House are not buying Governor J.B. Pritzker's response to failures of a recent audit highlighted at the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. An audit report released last week of the state's child welfare agency operations in 2020 showed various shortcomings, ranging from failures to conduct home safety checks to failure to provide adequate medical care or properly tracking possible neglect cases. Pritzker earlier this week blamed a lot of the problems on the previous administration. 500 residential beds were done away with during the Rauner administration. You can't snap your fingers and get 500 beds back. Tuesday, Republican State Representative Stephen Reich said that's a cop out. He's had three years to get them back and he's doubled the budget of DCFS. So the question is, where are the beds? He's deflecting again. He's deflecting the kind of uh, of responsibility that is his. Pritzker's director of DCFS has been found in contempt of court for a tenth time, and the governor dismissed the idea of changing up leadership at the top of the agency. So this idea that when you have a, an agency that is so challenged like DCFS, that just cycling through leaders is somehow going to be helpful, not at all. You need stability, in fact, in order for an agency to improve. The governor said there are good things happening, but State Representative Dean Mazaki said the governor promised when he took office that things would change. It hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. So if you want to actually get more stability at DCFS, maybe we need to get rid of Governor Pritzker and go in a different direction. A report shows that Illinois' property taxes have far outpaced household income and home values since 1990. Kevin Bessler has details. According to WirePoints, the average household now owes nearly $4,400 in residential taxes each year, up from 1200 in 1990. WirePoints President Ted Dabrowski says Governor J.B. Pritzker promised to corral property taxes when he was elected, but it hasn't happened. We only see new bills, new laws that come out of Springfield, and they always raise spending and they always raise property taxes and they always raise pension costs. So there's nothing good there for taxpayers. Dabrowski says property taxes have contributed to Illinois suffering the nation's third worst growth in inflation-adjusted home values over the last two decades. And, you know, that's what high property taxes do. Everything else equal, they depress home values. And that's sad for Illinois because a lot of people have their, their nest eggs in their homes. Property tax bills as a share of household incomes are up more than 60% compared to 1990. I'm Kevin Bessler. The clock's ticking for anyone in Illinois following federal law with their personally manufactured firearm to register it with a firearms dealer. But finding a dealer to do that may be difficult. Federal law allows for an individual to make their own firearm for personal use. They just can't transfer or sell it to someone without a serial number. Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a measure that requires all personally manufactured firearms in Illinois to be serialized. He said it's another tool to cut down on gun violence. A child should not be able to build an AR-15 like they're building a toy truck. Right. A convicted domestic abuser should not be able to evade scrutiny by using a 3D printer to make a gun. The measure requires any personally made firearms to be serialized within 180 days with a firearm dealer. Dan Eldridge, owner of Max and Shooter Supplies and Displays, said he's not going to be participating. So if I were to do one, then I open the door for people to use my FFL, create their own fake serial number, say, yeah, we had it done at Maxon's and they've got the paperwork when I don't. And now I'm in the position of trying to prove a negative. Violations of the law range up to a class two felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. Those are the top stories from the past week from Illinois. Find more online at americastalking.com. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from the Center Square publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus, a production of America's Talking Network. I'm Greg Bishop.
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Illinois Focus Podcast. It's the Crosstalk segment commentary powered by the Center Square. Illinois Focus is part of the America's Talking Network. Hey, I'm Chris Krug. You knew that already. Where's Dan McCaleb? Good morning, sir. What's up? Good morning, Chris. How you doing? Fired up. Ready to go. Uh, lots to talk about. I think I'd like to start to be paid in gasoline. <laughs> it, 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 um, I, I know there was a few months ago when, when Eric Adams was, was named uh, mayor of New York, he, he insisted that his first few paychecks be, be uh, paid to him in Bitcoin. I'm going to guess that he regrets that. But um, as far as it goes, I, I, th- I think from here on out, I'd like to be paid in gasoline. Gas prices are going absolutely bananas. Um, you know, if you liked $3 gasoline and you, and you really liked $4 gasoline, and you loved $5 gasoline, it looks like it's time to get ready for $6 gasoline. That's what some people are warning. So what's what's the grip here? What uh, what, do, what what do we need to know? Why are, I mean, obviously we, you know, in Illinois, you're suffering because you've got, you know, um, one of the highest gasoline um, tax, you know, packages because it's not just a single tax tax packages on, on a gallon of gasoline um uh i don't know what do we what do we figure it out at it's like a hundred or excuse me uh a dollar a dollar 15 or so at this point i guess it changes when, as the price of fuel goes up yeah it changes every because because illinois has among the highest gas taxes, motor fuel taxes in the country. But Illinois is one of the few states in the country that assesses its sales tax on top of that gasoline tax. And the state sales tax is uh, six and a quarter cents on the dollar. But then municipalities, many municipalities across the state have their own local uh, sales tax that's also assessed on it. So it differs from county to county. But the bottom line is the more the higher the price of gasoline goes up, the more taxes you pay because you're also paying the sales tax uh, on the on the regular consumer costs of a yeah. gas, of gasoline. But every single day this week, uh, prices, uh, gas prices have risen in Illinois right now. The today, uh, according to AAA, the average price of a gallon of gasoline is $4.97 a gallon. It's on its way to $5 a gallon. Uh, J.P. Morgan analysts are predicting it's going to be more than $6 a gallon across the country. Illinois' $4.97 average cost across the state is significantly higher than the $4.58 that the net, well, that is the national average and compared to, to our neighbors, Illinois is significantly high. In, in Iowa, you're paying four sixteen a gallon. That's again compared to four ninety seven a gallon in Illinois. In Missouri, it's four fourteen a gallon. In Wisconsin, it's a little higher, four thirty two a gallon. But compared to four dollars and ninety seven cents a gallon that Illinoisans are paying on average, uh, it's significantly higher here. That's bananas. How, how are you guys going about uh, the headline writing on these stories? And every day it's a every day every it's day's, fuel prices are up fuel prices are up fuel prices are up how do you how do you get somebody to know that that story was written today and not three or four days ago yeah that's that's tough i'm not a great head headline writer myself um so coming up with new ways to communicate this is uh is challenging we put the story on our website at the centersquare.com right now has the actual day of the week 
uh, in it, which we don't often do. Um, but yeah, it's gone up when it goes up every single day. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish, uh, I mean, I could, I, I, uh, let me ask you this question. I mean, I don't know if you have an answer for it. I mean, you, you said JP Morgan is forecasting $6 a gallon fuel, um, by the summer. Um, when does this end? Uh, I mean, what, how, when, where is the end point to this? How much higher can it go? Um, what do you, you know, what do you, what are you hearing? Yeah, the honest answer is nobody knows. Nobody's predicting that these gas prices are going to be coming down. Uh, part of the problem is is uh, President Joe Biden's policies on energy in this country, his restrictions on the oil and gas industry, not allowing new production uh, on federal uh, lands, um, freezing freezing new leases uh, for oil and gas. Uh, the oil and gas industry. And of course, the guys, price of gasoline, we didn't even talk about uh, the price of diesel um, uh, yet. The price of diesel is significantly higher at five fifty eight a gallon on average across the country. Of oh, course, boy. truckers use diesel fuel to ship goods, food, and, and, and other consumer goods across the country. That's driving uh, 40-year high inflation. So the cost of everything uh, is is just killing consumers in Illinois and across the country. Yeah, it's amazing. And it doesn't look like there's any end in sight, foreseeable end in sight anyway. Yeah, and that concerns me. I mean, we didn't, you know, we don't have like baby formula on the, uh, you know, on the roster of things to talk about. Not as if it's, you know, it, it's not as if it isn't an Illinois issue. It's a national problem. Um, but it's like, I just didn't think that we would be living in this world quite this soon. You know, yeah, it's, the, yeah. the way that things are. I mean, it's like you can just see things like little pieces of what once were pretty stable cost of fuel, food supplies, you know, I mean, you know, all the way down to like baby formula, which is pretty important, you know, for babies. Right. Um, it's just it just seems like there's a like the threads are coming out of the suit, you know. Yeah, yeah, my my um, my niece is expecting her first child in, here in a uh, in a few months, and she, she's you know she's worried about what, what where we're going to be at with the baby baby formula crisis, where we're going to be at in just a, a a few months. But yeah, Illinois residents who who live paycheck to paycheck, um, who you know aren't able to put um, much money away in in terms of savings or retirement, they're stretched beyond their limits right now. Is if you own a home in Illinois, um, I want to say I feel sorry for you. It's more like I feel your pain. Um, property tax bills are going to be due in about three weeks. Um, I got to double check the date on that, but I'm pretty sure that you know I, I have to get mine in by June 6th or 7th, something like that. And um, wire points, the, the fine folks over there, uh, Mark Lennon, Ted Dabrowski, John Klingner, uh, produced a report this week that says since 1990, property tax bills in Illinois have grown. Are you sitting down, Dan? I am. 268% since 1990. 268%. Yeah, that that 268%, that, that really smacks you in the face. Of course, um, homeowners in Illinois knew 
that they pay high property taxes and have for years and and decades. But when you when you see that number staring at you on the on the on your screen, two hundred and sixty eight percent. Wow. Um, and, and that it's it, that's why home prices, uh, home values have only grown a little over 100 percent over that same time period. I think that that's an important piece to note. Right. And so like everybody joins the market when they join the market and and, you know, whatever that, you know, you really can't time the market. People who try, um, I mean, they typically fail, uh, even like massive companies that have, you know, dozens of analysts that are looking at any one given, you know, equity or whatever. They, they have a difficult time gauging the market. Homeowners buy in when they need to buy houses, right? So I bought my home in 2004 and the value of my home is up about 15%, which is crazy. Over that time, that's in the yeah, right. Over it's nowhere near where you know home value should be. I mean, you know, based on you know historical averages, my property taxes have gone from eighty four hundred dollars a year to just under thirteen thousand dollars a year. Wow! In that period of time, so you know that's 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 just that's an imbalance that that you know that eats people up. And, and when the when the, your property taxes are high, I mean, when it comes time for you to sell, it depresses the value of your home because whoever is going to buy it not only has to buy the property, which we've put improvements into, which makes the investment that much worse, but they have to pay the taxes. So, you know, I mean, in the typical home buyer is like, well, I've got a budget of $4,000 a month or $3,000 a month or $2,500 a month. Much lower than that, you're not going to get much of a home in Illinois, of course. Um, but if if 1500 of that 2500 is taxes, that's bananas. And that's the that's the state of the state right now, in particular up, you know, up north and in the northeast corner of Illinois. Yeah, that that property tax bill comes due every 6 months. Like like clockwork, uh, never never get to sk skip it. So twice a year, uh, Illinois residents who who now are paying record high gas prices, now paying record high prices for things like just food to put on your table. Uh, right. As you mentioned, next month their property tax bill is gonna, is uh, going to come due, and it will uh, again come due in six months. Um, uh, and it's going back to the wire points. Um, a report in in 2020 property tax rates or property taxes ate up about on average 5.9 percent of the median household incomes uh in here in illinois 30 years ago it was 3.6 percent so it's gone up 2.3 percentage points from 3.6 percent um in 1990 which is a 62 percent increase yeah yeah to 5.9 it's, it's yeah it's, it's crazy that means yeah. of course Illinois residents have less money to spend on other things, um, which can which impacts the, the the economy overall. Right, and that's why and Illinois you know, lags all of its neighbors when it comes to economic performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, you take a look. I mean, Wirepoints did a terrific job of getting their arms around the story. I mean, it's like the the, the areas that they looked at are really fascinating. Um, so in terms of like 
in that in that data set, Illinoisans now pay the nation's highest property tax rate as a share of home value, 1.9%, number one in the country. And taking directly from the report, that's contributed Illinois suffering the nation's third worst growth in home value since 2000. Since 2000, Illinois houses have appreciated 3%. Whereas in North Dakota, they're up, which is number one, up 79%. California, number two, up 69%. Montana, third, up 64%. We're up 3%. Brutal, and, and that can be uh, directly blamed on policies coming out of uh, Springfield, the, uh, the state capital. Um, you know, Governor Pritzker vowed to address the state's high property taxes, but has done nothing about it. A state task force was put together years ago to to come up with potential solutions um, to Illinois' uh, high property taxes. Nothing's come from that. Uh, lawmakers uh, and Governor Pritzker just seem like they're not interested in dealing with this issue. I don't think, I, I think that's a good assessment. I don't think they are interested in dealing with this. Um, if they wanted to deal with it, they would. Um, it's pretty simple. You know, I mean, when you have a supermajority in the House and a supermajority in the Senate and you have a, a governor who's in the same party, the football is yours, and then you literally can score as many times as you want. If they wanted to address property taxes as a marquee issue, they would just do it. They would send it into like some weird cubby hole in Springfield and some task force thing. I mean, give me a break. That that that's like the ultimate, you know, four corners offense where they're just running the clock out, passing the ball around but they're doing it in the dark. And I don't even know if they have a ball, to be honest with you. I really don't trust the integrity of that process enough to think that there's actually even any meaningful discussion around property tax reform. Well, um, the fact the fact is there hasn't been. Um, and, and, you know, I wonder, it's it's an election year, it's midterm, uh, midterm elections um, uh, this year. Um, I'm wondering how much voters are going to hold that against the you know, cur- current elected um, um, officers uh, uh, because they're getting hit on so many different fronts right now. Talked about gas prices, talked about record high inflation, talked about property taxes. <clears throat> um, it, it's, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not holding my breath. Um, it's an election year, as you just said. And um, early voting is getting going here. What's 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 the what's the deal with early early voting this year? Yeah, early voting actually kicks off um, today. Um, um, so uh, if, if you want to start voting, in the, and this is for the primaries, of course, we're talking about the June twenty eighth um, primaries, where you've got um, all elected um, state officials from statewide office holders to state representatives to state senators um, on the ballot. The Republicans, particularly at the governor's level, uh, are ho- hoping to unseat uh, Governor Pritzker, who's up for re-election uh, this year. But if 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 you're familiar with the candidates in your races, you can you can cast a ballot as uh, early as today. Well, that's interesting. Uh, any changes in the, in the election process this year that that people in Illinois should know about? Of course, you know, in in, in other states around the country, there are a lot of questions about just the integrity of 
the voting process and and how that how that went down in 2020. Um, I saw that there was a movie made about it. Um, but uh, so it's essentially, um, uh, uh, pandemic era rules that were put in place um, during the pandemic um, continue here um, in Illinois. Um, anyone can ask for an early ballot. Anyone can ask for a mail-in ballot. Um, um, so it's it's essentially it's a free for all. It's 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 wide open. Um, we we have seen in in states that have hold primaries, held primaries across the country, um, while, while mail-in voting you know drastically increased in 2020 um, um, because of COVID-related fears. Um, in states that uh, continued that expansion of mail-in voting, we have seen significant drops in in states that have already had their primaries. Uh, people are comfortable going directly to the polls. Um, um, so we'll see if that's a trend that continues in Illinois. Um, keeping it here in Illinois, but getting off of the election topic for a bit, we'll, we'll talk more about candidates and elections next week and, and, and certainly ongoing. Um, early voting is kicking off you know, now, as you said, and um, we're taping this on Thursday, May 19th. Um, so when you hear this, you'll probably have an opportunity to, to, to go and vote. Um, the primary itself in Illinois is June 28th, the actual night or day of vote date. Um, child welfare services, uh, you know, the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. Um, what is happening there? The, the, the Auditor General report that was released last week, I believe it was the end of last week, showed a number of big time problems, um, failures to conduct safety checks at homes, failure to provide adequate medical care, uh, failure to like report or identify and report neglect cases, um, which would include, you know, a, well, I mean, it's obviously that's abuse. I mean, you're talking about, you know, children. First of all, you know, who are these like what? What does this entail? Like, I mean, th th these are gr these are group homes, these are independent homes. Um, I mean, what's the scope of this? Foster homes, it's, yeah. Essentially, how bad is this? You know, it's well, it's 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 bad. The, the director um, of the Department of Children and Family Services, uh, Mark Smith, he's he's been in been held in contempt of court ten times already for the failures within the department and, and, and some examples of those is failing to um, uh, move a child from a neglectful home uh, somewhere else failure failure to move a child who's in a, who's who's in a group home like setting but who has a family member willing to to take them failure to move them back to that family member things things like that um, governor pritzker th more than three years into his his uh, current term is still blaming uh, the former administration of Bruce Raumer for the ongoing problems at the agency. Republicans, um, you know, Republicans say, hold on, that's just not acceptable. You are nearly three and a half years into your current term. You can't be blaming former administrations. You've known about these problems uh, uh, since day one. Why aren't you addressing them? Some Republicans have called for 
um, the director, Mark Smith, to be fired or for Pritzker to um, fire uh, or for him to resign. Uh, Pritzker's not going to force that, it doesn't look like. Um, so who knows how long these ongoing issues are going to continue. I mean, it's like there was a saying in business years ago that after three years, all the problems in the organization are yours. This is like for, you know, for managers, mid-level managers and above. Um, the speed at which business moves today, you don't get three years to figure things out. You know, if you don't get it figured out in the first year, uh, then you're you're not getting it done. And so the idea that this is somehow, you know, uh, a Bruce Rauner uh, problem. Yeah, wrong. Uh, that That's disingenuous. I mean, uh, you know, it's like the um, taking credit in, you know, in the Pritzker administration for improving the credit rating of the state of Illinois after Democrats in the House, specifically Mike Madigan, crashed the budget. Um you know, and the, the was the so-called what was it the grand bargain budget sessions that that, that yielded you know nothing back in uh, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like how dumb how dumb are we? I mean, really, how dumb are we? You know, if you, if you don't recognize the fact that the, that there's been opportunity to make the improvements, um, you know, inside of the state with the expansion. Of the state budget to the degree that it is, if you're not solving the real problems, and I mean, look, I I, I kind of like uh, the idea of taking care of kids who can't take care of themselves. I like that idea. I think that is something that the state could and should be doing, and we should be doing a great job of it. This is unacceptable. Yeah, and and, and you mentioned the state budget. The state budget this year is forty six point five billion dollars by far. Um, the highest amount of taxpayer spending um, in the state's history. Hundreds of millions of dollars more over the years have been poured into the Department of Children and Family Services. But we've, we, we know through just things like school spending that throwing more money at a problem uh, does not necessarily fix that problem. If you don't have the right leaders um, in place um, uh, delivering the right message, day in and day out, things aren't going to get fixed. And, and and that's what's happening here. We're pouring hundreds of millions. And I agree with you. We need to take care of our children who can't take care of themselves, who come from broken homes, et cetera. We need to be taking care of them. But we need to be taking care of them with quality uh, programming and services. And that's not happening, even though we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars more um, within this agency. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. It is an absolute embarrassment. I mean, you know, you're um, you're uh, in Illinois. I'm on the road today. I'm in actually I'm in Washington, D.C. today. And um, I mean, you know, my goodness. I mean, it's just like to be that close to incompetence, you know, uh, as to walk around the streets of Washington, D.C., thinking about going back to Illinois where it's worse. It's worse. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the spending and the way that the spending works. And of course, you know, who pays for that? We do. And, uh, you know, I think it's, um, it, it, it's a situation where more people in Illinois should be dissatisfied customers and, 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 you know, go ahead and be a Karen this year to ask to speak to the manager. Cause this is messed up. We, we need to do better. 
Yeah, and to bring it back to you know the Illinois elections uh, uh, this year, you know, if if you're frustrated with what's going on, if you're frustrated with the high taxes, the high price of gasoline that's in part contributed because of Illinois' high gas gas taxes and the sales taxes on top of the gas taxes, vote. Get informed. Know who's running for for these offices and go vote. And maybe uh, stay away from Chicago after dark uh, as a, you know, just as an idea. Of course, if you live in the city of Chicago, you kind of have to be there when it's light and dark. Um, the shooting at the Bean, I, I don't know why that hits me so hard. You know, I, I guess it's like I feel like there are parts of Chicago that are safe zones, you know. I mean, like where you could possibly, if you wanted to, truck your family in from the suburbs or if you lived in the city, you know, go for a stroll, you know, at night, go look at the bean. It's it's absolutely beautiful in, in Millennium Park. Um, there's a I mean, there was a shooting there, you know, in a like in a mob of kids and the circumstances by which they were all brought together is very interesting. It was like kind of like a flash mob meetup sort of thing. Um, police were there. Kid shoots another kid because that kid, you know, had a beef with the with the first kid, and uh, you know, one sixteen, one seventeen, and now you know, I mean, now that you know, it's like the the not to say like the the safety of that place is gone. Maybe it wasn't safe ever, but um, you know, the the city's now cracking down with a curfew. And um, as if that matters, it's just it's just it's just messed up. Yeah, you, you mentioned mentioned it hitting home. Uh, my brother and the 16 year old nephew uh, visited us uh, about three weekends ago, and um, it's only the second time uh, in 20 years since I've been out here, uh, 20 years or so that I've been out here that he's been able to 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 visit. And one of the things he wanted to do was just to tour some of these places in in Chicago. So I took him to the Bean, and then exactly two weeks later after after we visited the bean this you know horrific shooting occurs where a 16 year old boy dies at the bean and a 17 year old has been charged with his with his um um with his murder i i had to you know text the news story to to my brother and he's like holy cow to the point where you know we didn't specifically talk about this but i know Tourism has been down in Chicago, and and this is the reason why. Yeah, the city has a violence problem, and it's had a violence problem for for decades, and and uh, city leaders just don't know how to do to deal with it. No, I mean the um, you and I talked about this three years ago now, or I guess it would be two years ago feels like three years ago, feels like 33 years ago, at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, it's really easy to turn things off. It's very, very difficult to turn them back on. And, you know, what's taken, what's taken hold in Chicago is proven out statistically. Violence, violent crime is up. I mean, and not just a little bit. I mean, the murder numbers are about the same and they're, they're trending this year to be about the same. We'll come in somewhere between 750 and 800 people murdered in the city of Chicago. Um, not rooting for that number, obviously, but that's, and I don't mean to be cavalier about it, but that's, those are, just, those are the trends, but the, but the, you know, violent robberies 
and carjackings. I mean, those numbers are not, they're not coming down. Yeah. Um, and note that we haven't hit the summer peak yet when, 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 when these kinds of incidents uh, uh, spike or surge. Um, looking at the, uh, the, the, the site that tracks shootings and murders uh, in Chicago, Hey Jackass, to date, 206 uh, people have been shot and killed in Chicago. Another 874 have been shot and wounded. There have been 227 total homicides in the city of Chicago. And again, we have not reached that summer peak where these numbers are, are, are going to drastically increase, unfortunately. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Um, anything positive to send us out, Dan? Any anything? Uh, any glim? Any uh, anything? I mean, it, this has been a like a misery recap. The misery index uh, of this conversation has been very high. Yeah, I, I wish I did. Unfortunately, I, I was just joking. I was uh, uh, I, I was texting back and forth with one of the Center Square's correspondents who wrote. The, the Wall Street story yesterday afternoon, of course, oh. stocks st stocks plummeted. You and I just added five more years to our work life if we can last yeah. uh, uh, that long. Um, but but yet she she's been talking to, to economists and others that says it's only going to get worse, including the gas prices, including stock market declines. Um, uh, uh, so I, I wish I had something for you is what I'm trying to say, Chris. Um, but right now things are bleak. My grass looks pretty good. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, the, the rain and, and a little bit of sun and I think I'll be in it, which is a good thing. Cause I'll be spending a lot of time on my property cause I can't afford to buy gasoline to go anywhere. So, you know, uh, well, well you, you gotta, you gotta mow, you, you gotta mow more of course, right now. And you've got to fill your mower up with gasoline too. So it's all. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing me back to reality. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, for Dan McHale, this has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to the Illinois in focus podcast. This is commentary powered by the center square. Now we're going to send it over to Greg Bishop for a look at what the center square Illinois will be working on next week. Coming up, the team from the Center Square will track the latest in the lawsuit fuel retailers have against the states to block the requirement for gas pump stickers to be posted, announcing a delay in the gas tax increase, unpack more candidates in the June 28th primary, and monitor any new legislation the governor signs. This has been Illinois in Focus, a production of America's Talking Network. I'm Greg Bishop.